You guys, we got tire selections at Ocala. We'll talk about that, plus a big night for Clay Harris, an update on the future of Belclair Speedway and more. Let's go. It's Thursday, February 1st. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I hope you were tuned into Flow Racing last night for the Lucas Oil Light Model Dirt Series feature from Ocala, because if you were, you would have heard Michael Rigsby and James Essex talking about the tire selections for the top four starters. In the lead up to the main event, series director Rick Schwally passed on the tire report to the announcer's booth, and we heard that Hudson O'Neill and Dalton Wilson started on the Hoosier NLMT2, while Blair Noderft and uh, Clay Harris had bolted on the threes. Uh, those were obviously right rear tire selections. A big hat tip to Schwally for making that happen and for James and Rigsby for sharing. Ben Shelton as well coming uh, through there as well, adding a little bit of context from the infield. I thought it was perfect, added a nice little wrinkle there down the stretch, knowing the top two drivers were on different tires. I think if the track service would have played a little bit nicer, maybe it would have played a little bit more into the finish. Uh, but either way, I hope it continues uh, to kind of find its way into the broadcast this season. And it helps tell the stories, I think, of how these races are going to play out. I know a lot of uh, those guys are tuning into these shows, which I certainly appreciate, and it's badass that we can throw out a suggestion like that and see it implemented just a few days later. Absolutely love that. And everyone who said it wasn't possible, I'll look forward to your comments today uh, on the show uh, and your apologies and, and whatever else you want to say about this. Uh, last night's main event was won by Hudson O'Neill from the poll. All four Lucas races so far this season have either been won by O'Neill or Ricky Thornton Jr. Those two were at the top of the series all 2023, and clearly they're not slowing down right now. RTJ has won 11 of the last 20 Lucas features, and O'Neill has four of those 20, so 15 of the last 20 races won by two drivers. Pretty wild numbers. I do think, though, that O'Neill's win was probably a bit overshadowed by what we saw from newcomer Clay Harris. We've talked about the Florida driver a few times here lately on the show because he's getting ready to be a rookie on the Hunt the Front Tour this season, and he's been super respectable through this opening stretch of Speed Weeks. For a guy with just a handful of super late model appearances, it was impressive to see him make both features at Golden Isles against 50 car fields, and he was again in the main event on Tuesday at Ocala. But last night was something else. He qualified fourth in his group and then beat Jonathan Davenport to win Heat 2. That led to a row 2 start for the feature, and he was leading by lap 8. I think if he stays on the bottom there right before halfway, maybe he ends up winning this race. Uh, but he did jump up and O'Neill was able to track him uh, back down for that top spot. With the track being so bottom dominant and then maybe taking a bit of rubber there late, that was all the rocket one needed to grab the victory. Impressive run though for Harris, leading laps, finishing second. In just a few short nights, he's gone from a guy that nobody knew about to somebody we will definitely be paying attention to on the uh, Hunt the Front Super Dirt Series this season. And a guy that looks like he could probably challenge for wins over there all season. A couple of other notes from last night. I feel like it's not officially Speed Weeks down south until Mark Whitener is mad at somebody. He was involved in an incident last night that we never did get to see on replay, but apparently he was none too pleased with Tyler Erb. Lucas officials had to hold him back uh, during that caution period. Also on Dirt on Dirt's drive home, Rigsby said he thinks Ocala will get three or four race nights in 2025. So it won't be a complete takeover of the East Bay dates, but definitely a bigger presence than what they had this year. Looking ahead, the Laymetal teams have a practice night uh, today at Alltech uh, with racing coming up Friday and Saturday. If you want to see early stats for the 2024 Lucas season, head over to dirttracker.com slash analytics. Every race so far is in the database and the numbers are just rolling. Uh, that will help you out with those fantasy racing picks or if you're just curious about the action so far. 
At this moment, we've got 217 Lucas races uh, represented. That's everything back through the 2020 season. Uh, elsewhere this weekend, we've got winter freeze at Screven in Georgia. That weekend uh, also includes the uh, 20,000 win SCDR ratio, uh, along with the two nights of the Southern All-Stars. Sounds like they're expecting a big field of late models there and a number of high-profile drivers. We've already talked about Brandon Overton, but the list also includes Tanner English, Ryan Gustin, Garrett Smith, and a lot of the top Southern guys, names like Will Harrington, Carson Ferguson, Ross Bales, and a whole lot more. If this, uh, if English going uh, is going to Screven, I guess that will be a big clue that he's not going to pursue a season out with Lucas. Friday and Saturday from Screven will be streamed on Flow. If you want more on the SEDRA portion of Winter Freeze, check out the slider issue I sent out this morning. It features a piece on the event from Evan McCrory, who hosts the Doomwich on Dirt podcast. Uh, it's in your inboxes and at dirttracker.com slash the slider. Uh, we won't have any 410 sprint car racing until Dirt Car National starts next week, but there is 360 USCS action in Florida at Hendrick County this weekend. Some drivers to expect there include Wayne Johnson, Ryan Timms, and Davey Franick, among others. That one can be streamed over on Speed Sport, but it is pay-per-view and it will set you back $39.99 for a weekend pass. Uh, before we shut it down for the week, I wanted to give an update on the future for the shuttered Belclair Speedway in Illinois. We first talked about Belclair uh, on The Daily Show back in October of 2022 when it was listed for sale at a price of $2.4 million. The track itself hasn't hosted any racing since 2019 and ended up being a victim of uh, shutdowns during COVID. It had previously held races for PowerEye, Mars, the MLRA, and the Summer Nationals. Uh, this photo I'm showing on the screen is not what it looks like right now. Uh, later in 2022, the facility was eventually acquired in a joint deal between the city of Belleville and St. Clair County with plans to continue operation of the fairgrounds and the racetrack. Now, this picture I'm putting up right now that includes Brad Loya, this is more about what the track looks like right now. Uh, it's been a slow process uh, since the, the kind of initial deal with the city and the county happened, uh, happened with uh, one of the final legal hurdles being cleared in June of 2023. That was when St. Clair County was made sole owner of the property with the town or city of Belleville uh, kind of always planning on exiting the deal. Supposedly, it had to be a joint deal with the city originally to make it through the legal process, but I won't bore you with those details. Uh, once that part of the process was done, though, the focus could then shift to a $14 million construction project uh, to give the 22 and a half acres a facelift and updates. An article in the local paper said that the county board chairman had hoped there would be racing at the track in 2024, but at this moment, that kind of seems unlikely. Just a few days ago, though, Jimmy Deering over at stlracing.com posted a rendering of what officials hope the facility will look like once the renovations are complete. The plans, though, according to Deering, aren't yet finalized, so we're probably looking at more time before any real work begins. Just seeing the image, though, makes me hopeful that sometime soon racing will return to Little Belleville. Uh, that's it for The Daily Show this week. Thanks to all of you who continue to tune in and support the show in whatever way you do so. The now complete month of January was the biggest ever in terms of show viewership. We were just shy three quarters of a million show plays for the month. For some context, it took nearly two years to start before we reached that number total for the life of the show. So what previously took 21 months to do, we are now doing in a month. Uh, we are averaging around 24,000 plays every single day and had nearly 250,000 unique viewers in the month of January. I just can't wrap my brain around that many people watching and listening. Versus January of 2023, show growth was over 200%. So a big thank you uh, for that. I hope you guys have a great Thursday and a great weekend out there. We'll see you right back here on Sunday. 